The purpose of Wealth Talk is to educate, inform, and hopefully entertain you on the subject of building your wealth. Wealth Builders recommends you should always take independent financial, tax, or legal advice before making any decisions around your finances. Welcome to episode 75 of Wealth Talk. My name is Christian Rodwell, the Membership Director for Wealth Builders, and I'm joined today by our founder, Mr. Kevin Whelan. Good morning, Kevin. Hello, Chris. Good to be with you again. Yes, off the back of last week's episode, which we got some great comments and feedback from. So thank you to everyone. And that was all focused around how to become investable, Kevin. And you took us through the elegant model of the ROIs, which uh, perhaps it's worth just recapping before we go into today's topic. Well, ROIs is critical to the whole wealth building process because it's a way to to really focus on what's the outcome that you're trying to get. And And you know, the one that I love more than anything else, Chris, is the the curiosity ROI that your one relationship opportunity or idea away from a complete transformation in your wealth. And we know that there are so many bad things happening in the world, but look, we can't do anything about them. We just must choose how we react to them. And the best way to do that is with curiosity and seek things out and seek out good things as opposed to dwelling on the bad things that we simply can't control. But when it came to the investable side, which is really quite important because when people are building wealth in property or they're building wealth in business, two of the entrepreneurial pillars, if you recall, Chris, and it's really important to stress that for the most part, you know, wealth comes from leverage. You can't get wealthy without leverage. And that means leveraging something means you know, getting a better outcome from something that's underperforming, underutilized, overlooked, something like that. And um, we, and what I talked about in the last episode about being investable is how developers, let's say, in property or good business people, when they want to expand and raise funds, they often overlook what they're already great at uh, because they're just focused on getting the money. So they don't tell the story of how the business or the property can serve the needs of somebody else very elegantly. And hopefully I got that message across. And and judging by the comments, we certainly did. We did. And we know that within the seven different asset classes, as we refer to them as pillars, there's one in particular that is the most overlooked, Kevin. And that really is the the topic for today. So that would be pillar number two for those that can remember our seven and pillar number two, Kevin, is? Pillar number two is uh, pension and uh, I think the subject of today has kind of made me think last week about how you could get multiple ROIs from one story. So just as the investable story can create multiple returns for the investor, you remember I talked about the five ROIs investors need, which is that you know return of their investment, return on intellect, return on interaction, return on impact, and then finally, the return on their investment, which you may recall, when you do this very, very well, the uh, developer, person raising the money, can get access to lower cost funds because they've served the needs of the investor in a way that they didn't understand before. Well, this made me think about the pension again, because most people think their pensions are consigned into a box that says, do not disturb till 65 or this money is in my company pension, so they've got it, I can't do anything with it. And you know, nothing is further 
from the truth. Whether you live in the UK, whether you live in the US, whether you live in Australia, wherever you live in the world, there will be an equivalent version of a pension that you can take control of. And when you understand how that control works, then you can apply the lesson of how do I take control and then choose where you leverage it, whether you choose to leverage it in your home, pay your mortgage off, whether you choose to leverage it to get access to money because you want to invest outside of the pension. And in many, many ways, you can gain returns and income way, way, way before that kind of 60, 65, a a traditional access point, um, and so on. And and certainly, very powerfully, uh, pensions can help with your property journey, with your business, uh, and who doesn't need business help these days in these troubled times? You know, that's interesting things there uh, in your intellectual property and in your joint ventures. So I thought a pension is a kind of, you know, can be a bit of a Swiss army knife, really, when you understand it. And while it's never probably the best headline in the world, Chris, to talk about, I think it's very powerful because for most people, it's often their biggest bank account. You know, it's the largest single sum of money they have in their life. Uh, other than maybe tied up in bricks and mortar, but, you know, liquidity, if you like. And they can bring that liquidity to bear in so many different ways. And um, I was invited to speak about this with our good friends at the SAS Alliance. Uh, More about that later, I guess, Chris, where I delivered a sort of a short presentation as part of an overall presentation on how in the UK we call it a SAS or small self-administered scheme. Uh, We also call it a director's pension because you need to be a director to have one. And what's fortunate is most of our wealth builders are entrepreneurial, aren't they, Chris, in both mind and in the end they have businesses and therefore they qualify themselves for access to this brilliant tool. And I talked about that for about, you know, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes or so, just as a bit of um, introduction to the concept. And um, it seemed to go down well. So why don't we replay that? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we've pulled that out, that section, and uh, I'm sure it's going to stimulate some ideas. So uh, we can come back and have a chat about that afterwards. Okay, let's do that. I'm going to do a session, not long, but just to try and help you understand how versatile the SAS is and how absolutely bloody marvelous it is because it can help you build your wealth in any way you want to build it. And in Wealth Builders, which are obviously a trusted partner of SAS Alliance, um, I'm grateful that Louise is in our group as well, Louise. So if people get stuck, you know, we'll, we'll better help them out, won't we? There are only seven assets that you can use to build your wealth. And what I mean by that is only seven forms of something that you can own that can throw off recurring income that can build your wealth. And um, it might be interesting, Mark, just to, just to see is there's only seven, um, you know, if people want to suggest one or two, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. might be might be curious just while we warm ourselves up and, and get people participating as well. So seven, most people have three, um, and we call them the sort of uh, the market pillars, which is something you do, but you don't really add too much value. You tend to drift around or you delegate your money to third parties. And then there's four, which we call the entrepreneurial pillars, where you're completely focused on being part of the value chain, adding value, and doing something yourself 
to improve your wealth and force appreciation as opposed to letting other people do it for you. And in some cases, obviously just watching things go down as well as up. Any suggestions people coming up with? Uh, yeah, so Collins mentioned business. Yeah, that's definitely in there. So yeah, that's a good one, Colin. And then you definitely can see that that's going to fit on the left-hand side. So uh, Remiles mentioned stocks, shares. Uh, oh, yeah, we know Remas. Remas is a um, frequent visitor to uh, to wealth builders. Let me share them anyway, Mark. So, so we've got seven. So the first three is home equity or home capacity. I'm going to talk, touch on each one and how the pension can help. The pensions, obviously, and investments. And what we find is people who rely on three, their home, their pension, their investments, invariably not adding enough value in their life. So the only way to get wealthy is to be doing it for 40 years. You've got, it takes an awfully long time to delegate your way to wealth. So the ones that are you know, much more relevant and we see much more frequently amongst our SaaS owners, uh, they tend to be entrepreneurs in their mind, even if they're job holders in their daytime, is a portfolio property, generates rental, business that generates recurring profits, not just trading profits, intellectual property. Oh, I wonder what we're going to talk about a bit later. Intellectual property and joint ventures. So they are the only seven ways to build wealth. Now, every time I'm in a forum, Mark, where I describe the seven, I throw out a standing challenge, <laughs> which nobody's ever claimed it. And the challenge is this. If you can give me number eight, in other words, something that you own that is not you, that puts money in your bank account while you're asleep, you don't have to be there for the money to show up. So it shows up, you don't have to, and you can pass that on to people you care about or good causes. It's got to fulfill that definition. So don't be suggesting gold to me because gold does not throw off cash flow. It's a hedge. So case of champagne, I'll, buy, I'll get it from Bolney where I was today. Um, so no problem. You can have a fine case of English champagne, which they do in the same way, twiddling the old bottles. You know, we did a bit of that today. It's all good fun mm -hmm. um, if you can find number eight. But let's show you how your SAS can help you in all cases. So surely your pension can't help you um, create or take advantage of the equity in your home or the capacity in your home. Well, it can, because your SaaS can buy gardens and land. And we've got clients in our community who are doing this. They're getting together with their neighbors, and they're using SaaSes to buy the spare land, that's capacity, that is in their property, and then turning that into a development opportunity. So all possible, and your pension can make that happen. Now, old people like me can get access to tax-free cash. So when you're over 55, you can get access to 25% of the value of your pension. So in a SAS, for example, you're 25%. Well, what could you do with that? Well, you could repay your mortgage, which means you can get rid of a liability, which then you've got more disposable income, which you can reinvest, or you might want to feel secure. or you create yourself an unencumbered asset, which you could then use as security for a SaaS loan back. And a lot of people think you can't use residential security for a loan back, but you can. 
The law allows it. There's just some rules about how to do that. And there isn't a week mark that goes by without somebody asking me that question about, you know, can you take legal, a legal charge on a piece of residential property for a SAS loan back? And the answer is yes, you can. All right, so that's your home. What about if you really fancy investing? You know, you don't like the idea of having your money constricted inside a pension and there are lots of reasons why people might want to do that. Again, you could take your tax-free cash and then you take it out of the pension. And if you're um, in a position where you want to use that money because, for example, you might be wanting to invest outside the pension or you might want to use some other tax allowances like ISAs or EISs or even VCTs, complicated language, but just tax wrappers that help you diversify the way you build your wealth. You know, your pension can help you do that, especially those people who are getting close or over their lifetime allowance, which, as we know, is just a little over a million pounds, a million and 73,100 is the current figure. Um, And lots of people are getting close to that. So they can use the loan back or the tax-free cash or a combination to reduce their lifetime allowance problem. So lots of things you can do there. Of course, with property, and you've done lots of this, Mark, haven't you, both commercial and Comteresi with your SAS, and you've demonstrated that many times. And that's probably one of the most popular strategies. And there's going to be loads of opportunities, isn't there, post, uh, well, you know, when COVID eases, the whole high street's going to change. Many, many opportunities going on there. And people are priming themselves uh, ready for that. And of course, because you can collaborate with others, you can put more money um, in the pot, as I'll cover on, cover off in just a moment. Yeah, it's a real, perf- real perfect storm, isn't it? There, fundamentally, there's an absolute need in the market. We're nowhere near addressing the housing uh, shortage. We've got government stimulus coming in. Um, we've got COVID. Yeah. And as you say, you know, the, the retail uh, high street are not exactly Amazon-proof right now. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've been definitely seeing lots of demand in the SaaS community, Mark, for storage, um, you know, for, for the, um, I suppose, for the delivery um, and for the, sure. the ability to execute orders and so forth. But we all know that a SaaS cannot buy, and I'm not ever going to say it can, a SaaS cannot buy habitable residential property. You know, can't buy your home. You can't buy a buy-to-let, but that is residential property that is exempt, um, so you can buy it. So student accommodation, halls of residence, for example, uh, technically, as you've got in your bookmark, even a prison is exempt residential. Uh, not that you want to be in there, but care homes and uh, other types of property where there's a certain type of tenant that needs special consideration, um, whether it's veterans, refugees, children who need protection, supported living, all sorts of things where you can use your money. And, uh, and Louise, we were talking just the other day, weren't we, about um, you're living in a property, but it's, you treated it as something different because it's a holiday home. And we had a mastermind on that. We talked quite a lot about that. So mm-hmm. that's an area you're going into, isn't it? It certainly is, absolutely. Yeah. And again, you can do that with your SAS. Now, the loan back... Lending 50% of your pension. So if you've got 400,000, give or take some technical rules, but about 200,000, you could loan that back. And provided you fulfill the rules, you can buy residential with that. So the loan back allows you to do the residential, but you need a company that has 
you know, a property buyers to it so that the purpose of the loan back is for the purpose of the business. And then, of course, again, tax-free cash. I know I'm banging the drum about tax-free cash, but it's a very flexible thing um, when it comes to using your money. So technically, you could get 50% out and 25% out all at the same time. So you could take 75% of your money out and basically just leave the tax relief there. And meanwhile, everything you do is compounding. So in a way then, Mark, as you've said before, it's a way to enjoy the valuable benefit of the use of your pension money. And you can choose whether you take the benefit personally in your company or back into your pension. So it's, you can't do that in any other kind of pension scheme. So what about a business? So if you've got a business, a trading business, you know, a, not a property business, but a you know, trading entity of some kind, well, you, know, you can use the pension to help inject money into that business. Um, you can buy your own company shares as well. There are some rules, but you can buy shares. You can even do a loan back, for example, and buy a franchise. So you can even buy a new business or do a loan back and inject capital into your business. How many COVID-affected businesses would have been grateful for having you know, money in their pension scheme that could have helped the business at a time of trouble? Um, and of course, one of the things that's poorly understood is if you have a business, your contributions are not limited to your income, which they are as an employee. As an employee, you're limited to how much you earn. In a business, it's not about how much you earn, you're allowed to make a £40,000 contribution no matter what. And of course, when you have a multi-member scheme, and many of our schemes are multi-members, not just a single scheme, but multi, many like you've got four in your scheme, Mark, then you can have a contribution of up to half a million in one tax year. And uh, most people, even accountants, don't know about that, called the general unallocated fund. And that's a very useful one for you know, businesses coming to the end of their life, maybe they're ready to sell. You know, they can do things there. Louise, what about IP? Um, well, you know, you could use IP and use that as the security for a loan back. You know, as long as the IP can be valued, and there are plenty of ways IP can be valued, you could buy the IP and shelter it inside your SaaS so your IP grows in value tax-free. Uh, of course, you can buy other people's IP. You know, you could lend and learn with somebody else and they share their IP with you. That's a brilliant way of getting access to other people's IP. And as you develop your IP, and I'm sure that's happened to you, Mark, many times and will be happening, I'm sure, to you, um, Louise, in due course, others will be seeing your successes and will want to lend to you. So the fact that you create IP makes you more investable. So, you know, the whole thing can be a very virtuous circle. And then finally, joint ventures, which was number seven. You can collaborate internally. In other words, like you've done, Mark, um, you and your wife, Nigel and their wife and her, his wife, you've got four people. You can collaborate together, but you can collaborate externally. So I can collaborate my SaaS with yours and do a project. So, you know, you can combine other people's SaaSs and almost go in convoy um, and do some interesting things. And that happens a lot. Of course, you can lend and you can borrow, as I mentioned. So that's great for collaboration and joint ventures. And the great feature, I think, of this, Mark, which is probably the most satisfying when people are recognizing the ROIs that are involved, and you and I talk a lot about this, you know, multiple ROIs you can get when you're collaborating because you get to 
see what other people do, see their perspective, get access to the little black book, uh, get experiences that you wouldn't do, um, and maybe, maybe even make an impact in the world that perhaps on your own you wouldn't know how to do. So I hope in a very short period of time, in a whistle-stop way, kind of giving you an overview of how a SAS is the most versatile pension, is the Swiss army knife in wealth building. And I would encourage people to find out a little bit more so they can see how versatile it is and why you know, we still are very excited about it for those who want to work more entrepreneurially than just delegate their money to a fund manager or a third party. So as we mentioned there, Kevin, that was a, an excerpt which was taken from the SAS Alliance event last week. So um, tell us a bit more about the SAS Alliance because we've obviously mentioned this a few times on, on the podcast before, Kevin. Yeah, SAS Alliance is a, a creation um, which was really born out of a journey. Remember I talked at the beginning of the podcast about being curious about you know your one relationship opportunity or idea away from transforming your wealth. And nobody took this more to heart than, um, than clients of mine, uh, Mark Stokes and Nigel Green. Now, they were corporate people uh, way back. Um, they you know, went into property development. They discovered that their own pensions, in fact, what they did is they combined each other's pensions and their wives' pensions, so four pensions together, and um, created a single SAS, a small self-administered scheme for four people. You can have up to 11. So really powerful use of leverage. So there's a bit of leverage, right? So you're bringing power of four people's pensions together. And then they started using that uh, pension money to buy commercial property, often in cash, because the liquidity was there in the pension. So they got good deals. And then, you know, they started to do so many more interesting things facilitated by the use of the pension. And what was fascinating for me is uh, when I was speaking to Mark about it and Nigel, they said, you know, they worked 20, I think best part of 25 years in corporate life, um, you know, building their pensions up in the normal way people do. And they said the only time they really interacted with it was once a year, they got a statement, they looked at it, wished it was a bit better and then put it back in the drawer. And then when they left corporate life and went into business together and discovered this was that corporate pension or those four corporate pensions were a rich source of money, uh, funding that they could access for themselves with a new set of knowledge that was taught to them, then, um, you know, the, the sky was the limit. And what they say um, in their story is the 25 years it took them to build that money they doubled it within a few property transactions. So, you know, within less than a couple of years, had leveraged the performance of their pension 10 times more than in, in terms of speed to double it than it, it took to get there in the first place. And so impressed were they with uh, with the power of SaaS. Uh, Mark took it upon himself to write a book, uh, which is now, you know, probably the best-selling book on the sort of principles of SaaS, and now we co-authored that uh, SAS Superstars book with um, Louise Wrighton, who we spoke about before, who's one of our students. Uh, Mark's one of our clients as well. And um, he and, and, and Nigel kind of are operating their SASs, but were feeling like there really wasn't a good place to share this. You know, they, they thought, wow, this has been such an incredible result. How, 
how and why do people not know about that? Now, they've had a relationship with us, but, you know, they just wanted to give more power to the message. So they created the Alliance, SAS Alliance, essentially a, a place for education and connection and to help people, you know, who were interested in this idea to meet together. Um, and in, you know, days when we could meet together, there were meetings across the country, nationwide, uh, where people were discovering this and seeing case studies of what was possible. So very, very empowering and, and quite weird in a way to think that hundreds of people were turning up to try and work out how they could leverage the pensions that most people forget they got. Very, very interesting. And after about a couple of years of doing that and uh, interacting with me more, they invited me to help them uh, take it to a higher level. And uh, that's what we did. So I joined the board of SAS Alliance, and now I'm working with them as part of you know my business life. So I'm proud to be co-directors now with Nigel and with Mark. And uh, lots of things are happening, including, Chris, can you believe it, a SAS conference, a national conference organized by SAS Alliance, um, where there'll probably be a 1,000 people you know, who would have thought it? A thousand people talking about pensions is really quite bizarre. Uh, it will be online, of course, because we're in that kind of environment. And I believe it's the 12th of November. So if anybody's curious, we call the curious people. Remember, we encourage curiosity, the explorers. So go explore, you know, go explore SAS Alliance, go to the Facebook group, and you'll see there's lots of uh, free content there. Or go to the conference. You can register there. It's just, uh, it's called the SAS and Property Conference. And it's only about property and uh, how your pensions can help property. So it won't be going into the, some of the details on some of the other pillars that I touched on in the presentation. However, because property is the most popular asset uh, here in the UK for people to build wealth, it's going to be a very powerful thing. It's going to be a whole day and um, it will be recorded. And the event to attend is completely free, Chris, completely free of charge. So I think you could post a link to the show notes if you want to, Chris. I think that's the... We will we will put a link so uh, anyone listening can can head to the show notes right now and, and click that and register straight away, as you say. So um, go and check it out. Yeah, yeah, it's all free of charge and it's just all about trying to, you know, get good news out there and little by little, you know, this message of the director's pension, the small self-administered scheme, used, terms used interchangeably, um, then, you know, it's getting that message out and the more people who discover it, you know, the more people who will be able to accelerate their wealth in the way we've seen so many of our, our clients do now, Chris. So just touching back on the presentation then, Kevin, I know in the past we've kind of said joint ventures is one of those pillars that works across all of the other six, but you've demonstrated there today that the pension is another of the pillars that just can work with all uh, of the others. So uh, it's it's so powerful and we see this, don't we, day in, day out when people really get their heads around this. And of course, our members who are really learning how to create their own unique plan based on the right pillar, the right strategy, the right use of leverage. And it just, you know, accelerates them and their confidence increases and, and it puts them on the path to, to financial independence, which of course is our, our primary goal to help as many people as possible to reach that. Yeah. And, and um, just for the avoidance of doubt, Chris, I think you used the word pillar, but it's multiple pillars, isn't it? It's that combination of things because we don't like to encourage anybody to build their wealth in one pillar, one asset. 
because one of anything is dangerous. You know, one job, that's dangerous. Look at today's environment. One business which can be devastated by something outside of your control, that's dangerous. So the skill in wealth building is to build multiple streams of recurring income through the ownership or the control of multiple assets that you uh, essentially have um, the the ability to use your own unique set of skills, uh, relationships, um, all of the things that we teach to help you build your wealth and more quickly, more enjoyably, and above all, more safely than just simply leaving it to chance. So that's why I'm very proud of what we're doing. I'm proud of my relationship with SAS Alliance and, um, you know, proud that we're actually reaching new communities. I think I saw people starting to sit up and take notice in, um, in, in Dubai as well, Chris. So our message is, principles is getting out whether you know the tax rules in every country are different but the principles you know don't change yes yes no we love seeing our our members with holding their signed declarations and and posting those uh, on on social media it's wonderful to see so the community is growing and if you're listening and you would like to be one of our members and and work with kevin and myself and all of the other wealth builders who are building their own plans then we will be opening up the seven steps to wealth program again next week so um do look out for the details we'll be uh, sending those out to everyone who's on the wealth builders uh, distribution list so if you're not already then do head to wealthbuilders.co.uk and uh, you can join get some free resources copy of kevin's book and uh, join our free membership for some free resources and then we'll let you know when the doors are open next week for for membership yeah that'd be cool but of course you know we encourage anybody to take their time and to consume what our free content is, Chris. We're very happy about that. We're never in a rush. You know, people, as they say, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So for those students who are ready, you know, we're, we just can't wait to have a new intake and we're looking forward to that in, uh, immensely. Um, but if you're not ready, don't worry, just take your time. Um, you know, tune into what we do, listen to the podcast by, by um, all means and uh, get our free resources, which we make available um, you know, often people say so generously, and we do that uh, because we're very comfortable in trying to help people, whether you're a customer of ours or not, to do something about creating your own wealth. Well, Kevin, thank you as always for sharing your wisdom with us all today. That's always a pleasure, Chris. I just enjoy it. And uh, and by the way, thanks to you too, because I think you bring out the best of uh, my message and um, you help distill it down. And, um, you know, so I mentioned I'm proud of the relations with those other people. I'm also proud to be working with you, my friend. So thank you very much for your contribution. And until next time, see ya. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget that we are constantly updating our resources inside the Wealth Builders membership site to help you create, build and protect your wealth. Head over to wealthbuilders.co.uk slash membership right now for free access. That's wealthbuilders.co.uk slash membership.